you turn your Bibles with us to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 6, just hold to a place there for a minute, we're going to, we'll be there momentarily, I, 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 want to, I just want to say this tonight, uh, I was thinking about the youth here at Union Valley and what they mean to me and what they mean to my family and no doubt what they mean to this church. And I just want to say this tonight that, you know, sometimes as a youth, as a young person, we don't always get it right. Even, even as an adult, a lot of times we don't always get it right. And I said that to say this, there's times maybe in any given service here at Union Valley, when it seems like maybe for whatever reason, the children are loud, the children are running, and they're doing this and they're doing that. But I thought several years ago as Sarah and I taught at Hughes Creek Community Church, I think they were four, five, six-year-old, I don't remember for sure, but as we were teaching them kids, I mean, they were talking, they were doing this, they were doing that, and sometimes you would think, well, why even bother? Why do I even, why do I even consider, why do I even bother trying to teach these kids? And then you get to asking questions, well, they, every one of them knows everything you're asking. And they're sitting there like little sponges. Though they're calling, though they're talking, though they're being mischievous, they're still absorbing. Amen. And they're still getting it. And I just said that to say this. I think sometimes as a church, we need to be patient with these young people. Amen. And we need to love on them. Yeah. We need to watch them grow and care for them. I thought about the lines of a song that we sang here just tonight. Uh, he's still working on me. The, la the last two uh, lines, I believe, of the chorus, it says, How loving... And patient he must be. He's still working on me. And I thought, had God not been patient with me, where would I be? And had God not been patient with you, let me just let me go a little bit farther with that. Still patient with me, and still patient with you, where would we be at tonight? And I think as a church, we need to be patient with these young people. Uh, it's it's a joy to see them. It's a joy to see them come to church and and uh, just love on everybody. And and it's just wonderful to see the kids in church tonight. I think if I counted right, there's right at seventy people here on a Wednesday night. Thank God for that. I know it's not about the numbers, but you know there's churches all across this valley that would love to have this many on a Sunday morning. It'd take, it'd take a month of Sundays to get this many people in, in church, in, in a, lot of, a lot of churches. But we're thankful for you tonight. Ephesians chapter number 6, you pray for me. I have wrestled and I have struggled with this, but I know what the Lord's given me, and I just want to share what God has given me to you, and that will relieve me of it, and you can have it. How about that? And I don't intend to be with just a few moments. And Lord willing, we'll be done and out of the way 
Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You may be seated. Our Father, Goddess, we bow in your holy name tonight. God, we're just thankful. God, I'm honored and privileged to be able to be in here tonight and thankful, Lord, for your sweet spirit that we've already felt, we've already witnessed with our own our own being tonight. And God, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the youth choir. I'm thankful for these young men and these young ladies that have come and given themselves. And Father, we pray that you'd bless them tonight. And God, I'm asking for your help. I'm asking for your leadership and your guidance and your counsel. And God, I'm asking, Lord, how you want me to preach this message tonight. And God, I pray, Lord, that someone would take something home with them tonight that would be beneficial. And God, I pray that someone can use something here tonight that would give them help down the road. And God, I pray that you'd be honored and you'd be lifted up and you'd be praised. Father, we love you. We thank you and praise you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now, I want to say this tonight, but before I go any farther, I believe, I believe here tonight in these few verses of Scripture that we read and we're hearing, I believe no doubt that we can see an example of the family. I believe we see no doubt, we, you see the parents, uh, the parents are mentioned, the father is mentioned, the, the mother in particular had, was not mentioned here in these four verses, but, but no doubt we can see the structure of the family. And I believe that there has never been a time in our life as we know it to where the family has been on attack by the devil, by Satan, and I believe that he is trying his best to bring down the family. I believe he is trying his best to destroy the family. I believe he is trying his best to infiltrate himself within, uh, the, within the confines of the home and within the family. And he knows that if he does that, it's just a matter of time that society as we know it is crumbling. And it's going to fall. And it's going to crash. And it's going to be a great fall, if you will. But I thought about this. I want to I define the family the best way that I know how. Uh, I, I even looked that term up in the dictionary and I didn't like it. I didn't like what I even saw in the dictionary. I'm just going to share with you in, in my own perspective what I, I think a family is. Now, let me just say this. I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say this tonight. Let me just say what a family is not. Can I just do that just for a moment? Amen. A family is not... Two men raising a child. And the family is not two women raising a child. And no matter what the world is trying to tell you out there tonight, young people, no matter what your teachers over here in the schoolhouses is trying to tell you tonight, that is not what God intended for a family to be. God ordained a family long before there was ever a teacher in Sissonville community. God ordained a family long before there was ever a United States government. You go back to the Garden of Eden, you can see where God ordained and established the first family. And God said, be fruitful and multiply. And then you think about this, there is, it is absolutely an impossibility for two men to be fruitful and multiply. 
And they're saying that men can be pregnant now. God help us. They're teaching our children that a man can get pregnant now. My goodness, what have we done? Corruption is seeping in. In the schoolhouses and in the government. And it is impossible for two women to reproduce and bring forth fruit. But I believe that God ordained a family back in the Garden of Eden when He created a man and He created a woman. And then He said, be fruitful and multiply. And I can't add nothing to that. And I can't take nothing away from that. And you can't neither. I'm just, I'm just going to leave what God has done alone. How about that? I'll just say it like this. God has not messed up. And I don't have to go around and try to clean up God's mess. Because He has not made a mistake. And He has not messed up. You're right. So there we see the definition. My, that, that's how I see a family. A husband and a wife. And two or three kids or a dozen kids. However many you want. And I ain't even going to include the dog and the cat. <laughs> but I thought about there has been an attack on the family. Satan has done his best and he's doing his best. To get in to the center of the family and cause division. He's trying to cause separation. He's trying to cause confusion. There's never been a time in even looking back in my 45 years, I look back and see right now where we're living today, 2023. I see where Satan has a, a full a full attack on the home and on the family, and he's trying to bring them down. He's trying to destroy the home, and he's trying to trying to destroy the family. You know, you think about the, the traditional family and then you think about the modern family and what uh, what the world says a family should be and what the world says a family ought to be. But, you know, I thought about this. I want you to look here tonight in the Scripture and I just want to share just a few thoughts with you. And God willing, we'll be down here in just a moment. But I thought about, if, if you look here in, in the Scripture that we read tonight, I want you to see that there are some duties, I believe, of a child. There are, notice what it says. It says, children, obey your parents. Now let me just say this. I am 45 years old. And I ain't going to tell you how old my mommy is. She's probably listening tonight. Probably watching tonight. And she'll, I won't be able to see the drive to work if I ain't careful. But it is still... It is still beneficial for me at the age of 45 years old to listen to the instruction of my mom and my dad. It still benefits me yet today to listen to mom and dad. So I'm trying to tell you young people, are you listening to me young people? I'm trying to tell you young people here tonight, it is very beneficial for you right now at the age that you're at to listen and obey your parents and mind what they tell you. And do what they tell you. And don't do what they tell you not to do. There's consequences for going against your, your family or your, your parents. There's consequences for, for doing things contrary to what mommy and daddy says. If mommy and daddy says don't do it, we ought not do it. And if we do do it, there ought to be repercussions for it. Amen. We need instruction. And we need correction in, in the homes. There are several things here I want you to notice uh, from these uh, few verses of Scripture that we read. The Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, 
And you may ask why. There's, there's a few reasons why here. I want you to see this. There's a few reasons why. First of all, he tells us right here in, in verse number 1. He says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. That's the first reason why we ought to mind mommy and daddy, because it's the right thing to do. We ought to listen, and we ought to obey and mind what mommy and daddy says. And I thought about this. Let me back up just for a moment. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now you think about that phrase there just for a moment. In the Lord. Now I understand that if, if, if basically if I have tried my best, Sarah and I have tried our best to raise Andrew and Annabeth the best way that we know how. We've, we've drug them to church from day one and we brought them to church and tried to instill faithfulness into My them, God. tried to instill the Word of God into them, tried to instill Jesus into them. We know that they've got to come to their own acceptance of that. Don't, don't take me wrong there. But I thought about this. If I am doing my very best that I know how, and I'm following God in, in how to raise my children, when I tell my children something and, and they obey me, it's as if they're obeying God. I believe that's what the Word is telling us, is, telling us here tonight, young people, is we ought to obey our parents in the Lord. And when you obey your parents, it's as if you're minding what God is telling you to do. How many of you say or heard somebody say to you or ask you, well, would the Lord be pleased in what you're doing? Would the Lord be pleased in what you're not doing, maybe? You think about that. How important it is that we mind our parents. And I'll say this. I believe as a parent, I believe we ought to instruct our kids in the Lord. And if I'm out of the Lord trying to instruct my kids, then it's not going to work. I need to be in the Lord myself in order for me to instruct my children in the right direction. I've got to be connected. I've got to be hooked up myself in order for me to expect my children to follow the way I want them to follow. And if I'm not following God the way I ought to be following God, how can I expect my young people, my children, to follow after my lead? I'd be a hypocrite, would I not? You ever heard the saying, do as I say, not as a... Not as I do. <laughs> Got to be careful, have we not? Amen. Be careful with it. Now notice this. I thought, I thought about this. There's, it, for the first reason that we ought to mind our parents is simply right there in verse number one. It says, for it is right. It's, it's what we ought to do. It's the right thing to do. And then notice this. You'll find in verse number two, it says, honor thy father and mother and and Paul is going back to Exodus chapter 20 and pulling that verse out of number 12 there where God handed down the commandments. He said, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Now, do you know what that promise is? That if we mind our parents, then the Bible says that our life will be prolonged on this earth as we know it. Our days will be longer on this earth as we know it. Now you think about this. I'm not saying I'm not saying that every child that is a that that minds their Christian parents. I'm not saying that, that you're going to live to be a hundred years old. That's not what I'm saying. But I will say this: if you listen to mind your godly parents and your Christian parents, and don't go out here and, and try to figure it out on your own on a, a bar stool somewhere, listen up. You'll have a lot less headaches in life. And no doubt that, that uh, running up and down the road half drunk or with needles in your veins, that's not the way to do it. The Bible says don't tempt the Lord thy God. 
Oh boy. Bless you, John. The Bible tells us there's the first reason we ought to mind our parents is because the Bible says it's right. It's just what we ought to do. And then simply because our days will be longer on this earth. Thank you, Brother Roger. Our days will be longer on this earth. And then the last, lastly, is, is simply this. Because God, what God's Word tells us to. God's Word says, obey your parents. And that, that tells me that whatever God's Word says, that's what I ought to do. Is listen and mind and obey our parents. You know, there's a reason why God gave us two ears and one tongue, is there not? Some, some of us has got that reversed. I, I believe that we ought to listen twice as much as we talk. But boy, how easy it is to talk twice as much as we listen. Got to be careful about that. Now, you think about this, there's just a few, a few more things I want to mention. I'll, I'll, not, I'll not be long. But I thought about this. I thought that when, when we look at the family, the parents and the children, I believe that we need to submit ourselves one to another. I believe that, first of all, if you look over just, just the previous chapter that we read out of tonight in verse number 21, chapter 5 and verse 21, notice what it says. It says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And then it goes on and says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the, the Savior of the body. And then I'm going to skip down, look in verse number 25. It says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So there's a submitting there. And I believe that that word submitting is simply obeying and minding. And, and even, even as children, I, I believe at times that I need to submit to my wife. And there's times that she needs to submit to me. There's times that, that our children need to submit to us. And there's times when, our, when we as parents need to submit uh, to the, to the well-being of our children. We need to submit to the, the instruction and correction to our children. And not only that, to the specific needs that our children have. Did you know that Annabeth has different needs than Andrew does? And Andrew has different needs than Annabeth. And we need to take notice of that. Each child in here tonight is absolutely different. You know, there, there may be identical twins and they'll be uh, polar ends apart. Completely different. Completely separate. And we need to tend to the needs of our child, of our children, and make sure that we're taking proper care of our children in the Lord. Now you think about this. In... I want to flip over to some, or, or Proverbs, and I want to share just a few things with you from the book of Proverbs. There's several things. I believe that Proverbs is, is just full of wisdom. And it's full of instruction, and it's full of leadership, and guidance, and, and counsel. Uh, we can find great, uh, great truths there, and, and I believe that it'll benefit and help, help every one of us, and all of us. But you know, I thought about this today. Today in the society and in the times that we're living, uh, Satan has, we've done mention it, but Satan has, he, he's trying his best to drag down the family and trying to, trying to harm the family and hurt the family. 
And, and I believe a lot of times as, as parents, we've failed our children. A lot of times as parents, we've, we've neglected our children. We haven't, we haven't taken the proper care of our children, perhaps the way we should have. And, uh, and, and to, today, I'm, I'm concerned that there are too many children raising themselves. There, let me just say this, there's too many grandparents that are raising their grandchildren simply because, and I know, I don't know of a family that has not been affected with alcohol, I don't know of a family that has not been affected with drugs, and because of that, we see the results of that, and grandparents are having to raise their grandchildren. But you think about this tonight, I, I thought that, I thought about this tonight, that too many children are trying to raise themselves. And not only that, even, even in, in the family where there are parents, then the children are trying to call the shots and trying to tell mommy and daddy what to do and how the, the, the family is just flipped upside down. And, and I, I believe tonight that because of that, we as parents have let our children down. And, and you know, somebody said something one time and, and I, I, I kind of took it to heart and I, and I believe it. Uh, somebody said, well, if you, if you whip a child and it'll warp their minds. <laughs> well, if you don't whip a child, it'll warp your mind. <laughs> and if anybody's gonna have a warped mind, it's gonna be little Junior. <laughs> you take that for whatever that's worth to you tonight. Yeah, well, well. <laughs> I know I've, now I, I told you that children are complete opposites and complete difference. And that, nothing could be truer said between Andrew and Annabeth. Andrew, he was high maintenance when he was young. It, was he not, Sarah? I mean, he, he was wild. He was, he was a good kid. Oh, he's downstairs. Okay, good. We'll preach a little bit longer right there. <laughs> but Andrew was the type that he was going to get his way. It was going to be his way or no way, and he was going to let you know about it. And, and I could I could beat that kid. Now, don't take me wrong. I could beat that kid eight times a day, and it wouldn't phase me. I can look at Annabeth cross-eyed, and she just falls apart. And I don't know that I've ever had to really correct Annabelle. Don't know that I've ever had to, I've, I've never had to spank her, never. Not one time. But Andrew, he, he, he was different. He was different. She's just like her dad. <laughs> I will say this. I was an honorary little boy growing up. And too many times, too often, a daddy's belt would come across my hind parts. But you know, I always look back to that and appreciate the fact that daddy corrected me. And he let me know where he stood with things. There was times when Dad said to do something, and if I didn't do it, then he let me know about it. I know, I know that belt was that long. Because it's come across my hind parts many times. 
But you know, I thought about even our, our Heavenly Father. You think about this. The times that we fell, the times that we let Him down, and I'm glad to know that I had a patient mother, Amen. a patient father. And the times that, that God has been patient with me. Amen. You know, when you really get to thinking about it, if, if I got what I deserved, He would just right. kick me off to the side somewhere. Right. And He said, nope, I'm done with you. You've done too much. You've gone too far. But thank God He's just. Thank God He's faithful. Thank God that He loves me. And He would correct me and let me know when I've done wrong. And He'd bring me back in and set me up and say, let's go this way. Thank God for those times. You know, I'll never forget when I was growing up, Dad was, Dad, my daddy was a pretty good sized man and, and he worked. Mom didn't work when we were growing up as kids. And, and mom, when she, when she would try to spank me, I'd get tickled and start laughing. <laughs> and what she would do, she would make me go to my bedroom and sit down in the floor in, the, in my bedroom. And to me, that was torture. I did not like that. If it was 110 degrees outside, I wanted to be outside. If it was minus 4 degrees outside, I wanted to be outside. But Mom's punishment to me was get to your room. And then when Dad got home, business picked up a little bit. I didn't, I didn't snicker and laugh when Dad got home. But I appreciate what Mom and Dad has done for us. Appreciate the Lord. The Lord has... Corrected us and chastised us. Thank God. I want to share this with you tonight. I, I thought about the family and about, about the children and, and how that they're trying to raise themselves. And, and a lot of times we as parents, if we're not careful, we'll take a back seat and we'll let them. And if we're not careful, we'll allow the children to let to dictate and, and to manipulate us, if you will. And let me just say this, they know exactly what to do. To get to daddy, they knew exactly what to do to get to mommy. About them big brown eyes. Start whimpering and crying at times. But you know, I thought about this. Uh, I heard a, a teacher say one time, I'm going to read this to you. Uh, it, said, it said that a teacher said that teachers are afraid of the principals. And the principals are afraid of the superintendents. The superintendents are afraid of the board. The board is afraid of the parents. The parents are afraid of the children. And the children are afraid of nobody. And I believe there's a lot of truth to that. And at times I believe, you know, the Bible says that the beginning of knowledge is to fear the Lord. And I believe that sometimes they need to know the fear of mommy and daddy as well. And I'm not saying beat them down and you roll over them with a hot iron. But I believe that they need to know who's in charge at times. They need to know who's the boss. They need to know what, what, what the role of daddy is in the house and what the role of mommy is in the house. And sometimes it's okay for them to hear the word no. And I've said, said this before as well from here. But 
several years ago, people would have thought Andrew's name was Nona. That's about all he heard all the time. But you know, I thought tonight as, as we look at these scripture here and, and we see we see the family, and I believe that how God has, I believe God's laid it out there just as plain as could be for us. Amen. And I believe that it is a high responsibility. Yes, sir. If you're going to go out here and get married and do the things that married people do and bring, bring forth fruit, if you will, let's put our big boy britches on and let's be a dad. Amen. Same way with the mom. Yes, if you're going to go out here and, and lay around somewhere, and uh, let's be a mommy. Amen. Because I believe that we owe that to the children. Amen. The very least, we owe that to the children. I believe there's, some, there, there's a high responsibility that God has given me in being a daddy and being a parent. And I look back down through almost 21 years in, in just a just about a month from now, Andrew will be 21 years old, and I look back down throughout that time, and no doubt, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to just stand up here and tell you we've always done it right, we've always done it right, but we haven't, and no doubt that we've learned from past mistakes, and we've done this and done that, and we've learned from them, and but you know, I see where God has given me a great responsibility in raising my children. Maybe things were a little bit different. Maybe we learned a little bit from that high-maintenance Andrew. And then here comes this little laid-back little girl. But God has been good to you, church. God has been good to me. And you think about what He's done here at Union Valley. And, and we look at the children here, and I think it's wonderful to see all the children here at Union Valley. And we love to see them come in and love to see them lie in the front of the church and sing the little songs and raise their hand and praise the Lord. You know, I believe that even going back to the days when you think about this, when Brother Hunter, 30 years from now, you think about it. 30 years from now, if the Lord tarries, maybe Brother Hunter will think back to the days when he stood right here and raised his little hands and said, praise the Lord. Maybe he'll think back to the time when he was in the choir and brought him up front where he could stand up here and sing the little songs. The Bible tells us that we ought to raise them up. I want to share just a few things with you in Proverbs. Just a few verses and I'm going to flip through them. Uh, you can go with me if you want, but I'm just going to flip through them here. Just a few verses. But I, I thought about this in, in Proverbs chapter number 3 and verse number 11. The Bible says this, it says, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of His correction. And then also in chapter number 10 and verse number 13, the Bible says, it says, In the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found. But a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. That, that in other words, uh, in other words, if, if Daddy tells me so many times to do something and I don't do it, I don't have understanding in what Daddy is telling me, then he's telling me that there's going to be a rod coming. In other words, he's going to get my attention one way or the other. When he says do it, and I'm not minding him, I'm not doing it, then Daddy's going to get a hold of him and he's going to get my attention. Correction. 
And I believe we need that. I believe our children need, need correction. And I believe they need instruction in the Lord. In, in chapter number 19 and verse number 18, the Bible says this. It says, Chasten thy son while there is hope. Now you think about this. Chasten thy son while there is hope. And let not thy soul spare for his crying. That tells me that maybe one day if we're not, if we're not correcting our children right now when we need to be correcting them. There may be a day when they're going to run flat over top of you and there won't be no hope for that child to be instructed and to be corrected. We ought to chase them. We ought to make them mind and make them listen and, and give them instruction in this life. In chapter 22 and verse number 15, the Bible says that and Proverbs is plumb full of these, these wisdoms. But it says in verse number 15 of chapter 22, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. And then also in 23, just a, a page over in verse number 13, the Bible says, Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou, if thou beatest, it, beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. And then in 29, chapter 29, a couple verses here in chapter 29, the Bible says this, in verse number 15 and 17, it says, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. And in down in 17, Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give delight unto thy soul. And then back over, I want to read just one verse in chapter number 22 and verse number 6. The Bible says this. It says, Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I believe as parents, I believe that we've got a great responsibility in being a parent. And I believe tonight, I, I believe that I will be held accountable on how I have raised my children. I believe that. And I believe that you will be held accountable at how we have raised our children. Now, I'll go another step farther. I believe that I will give an account on how we have raised our children, not just Andrew and Annabeth for me and Sarah, but I believe for your children right here in this church, Union Valley Church. I believe that. And I believe we ought to do our very best in raising our kids and bringing them to church and instilling faithfulness into them. And what an, awkward, or what, a, what an awesome responsibility that we have tonight as parents. And same thing for you young people. Uh, you young people have an awesome responsibility as well to listen and mind and obey and submit yourself to your parents. And I believe this. I believe that, that what the Bible refers to when it said their children obey your parents uh, and honor your parents. I believe that when you, when you mind them, when, they listen, when you listen to them and you do what mom and dad says to do, or not do what mom and dad says not to do, then you are showing honor and respect to your parents. And I believe that's what we ought to do. We just ought to listen. Listen, listen. Not to mind what our parents say. Would you stand with me tonight, please? Andrew, are you able to come back? Annabeth, are you able to come and get us a song? Church, I know that's not a shout-me-down message, but I believe that's what the Lord has given me. Maybe it'd be a good time for you parents to get a hold of your children and bring them up to this altar and pray over them.
uh, you young people, maybe it'd be a good time for you to get all of your parents. So why don't you come pray with me tonight? Maybe there's a young person here tonight that's starting to rebel, starting to be bitter, starting to be hateful. Why don't you mind the Lord tonight? Why don't you turn it over to Him and trust Him better?